This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is your home of the NFC East champs, and this is Sean, RJ, and Bobby on DFW Sports Station 105.3. The fan is Dan Quinn on his way to replace Pete Carroll. Man, you cannot miss today's show. We're absolutely loaded. Nick Saban, Pete Carroll, out. Wait till you hear the pettiness that may have led to Mike Vrabel's firing. We'll get to that at 620. Pettiness at 640 with Peyton Russell responding oh, yeah. to someone here at the station calling out his segment. Mm. The payload is coming up in 40 minutes. We got a Green Bay high-low at 720 during the expressway. Mike Flory on all the coaching news. And we'll probably fight about Belichick to the Cowboys at 8 o'clock. 8.40, Babe Laufenberg, loaded Thursday. Let's get to the update on Stephon Gilmore for the Packer game. So, Stephon Gilmore says he's playing and it is, says that he's got, like, he's not going to have an issue with this. I still, Dude, I genuinely. This feels like to me, I see it in my mind. I hope it doesn't happen. I'm going to be like J.J. McCarthy visualizing here. Man, this just feels like a second series of the game, a seventh play of the game, a Gilmore, like, landing, falling, re-aggravating, holding, going to the sideline. And I don't know. For, and then out for the next round. I, I don't know. Which he, so he he's going to play, apparently, there, there's a good shot. Gilmore was saying yesterday that he there's a decent shot he's going to play this game with a harness on his shoulder. And so, look, I think it's, football players are tough. They will, they, they'll do a lot of different things, you know, in that building to make sure that he's ready to play and that he's going to be at, at his very best. But he's the one that I'm more concerned about being limited in this game than Tyler Smith. Like, like I'm, I'm a little concerned about that. And the depth behind him, you already lost digs for the year mm. and have been really tested there and, and have gotten by with three really solid corners. I mean, you came to this year with four guys who could play corner. I mean, there were some questions about Jordan Lewis, but he has shown a lot in the last six weeks. And so you felt really good about this trio of corners. So Gilmore being limited would be really difficult, especially with the way Gilmore stepped up as well and played over the last six weeks or so. And but, that is a total depth unit. Like that's that that unit's all about like how bad is your worst player? It's a war of attrition. Yes, it is. It, that the, the secondary, absolutely. And so he he says he's going to play. He says he'll be out there. It's just now the question is, 
are, are we getting a little bit of a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down? And, and they're trying to tell us, like, ah, he'll be fine, or, or is this going to look limited? And is it okay if he's limited against these receivers? Bobby will have the full film room tomorrow with the Friday preview. but And I know that Christian Watson is questionable, but don't ever forget what he did to us at Lambeau. Mm. Eight for 107. It felt like even more than that. Three touchdowns a couple of years ago in that three-point overtime win. That was not, probably all in the second half. I was going to say, not what, he, <laughs> not what he did to us, what he did to Boss Man Fat, Burnt Man Toast. Was that on Kelvin? Yeah, remember, that was the game Anthony Brown got, like, the concussion and had to leave, and as soon as he left the field and Kelvin Joseph had to step up in there, just we really, didn't have really showed al- he didn't have a killer instinct. We didn't, have any, we didn't have any alternative to put on the guy that was torching them except for Kelvin? Nope. Nope. That was a uh, that was a tough period because that was you you had Lewis was banged up that game, Anthony Brown was banged up, and then Kelvin Joseph had to step in there and just got worked. By the way, Sunday's game marks the first time in NFL history that the top two touchdown pass leaders will face off in their playoff openers. Dak, 36, and Jordan Love very quietly, very quietly was second with 32 touchdowns. Yeah, I, I, I bet historically that generally the top two guys aren't, one of them is not going to be the seventh seed. That's like that's probably why this is one of the first times this happened in the playoff opener. Yeah, The first time. Yeah. Well, so there was, I saw the note, I'm trying to remember, it happened, there's been one other time where the top two passing touchdown leaders played in the wild card. It was Fouts and somebody else, Fouts and Bradshaw played against each other and that was zero but the other thing is that it speaks to how just downgraded offense has been across the league that 32 touchdown passes was second in the league as well because we've just seen these numbers continue to explode it's one of those things where everybody's just like oh it's going to continue going up and up maybe we'll see a 60 touchdown pass season and this year like 32 was good enough for second but he played really really well down the stretch he was you know 18 touchdowns one interception the second half of the season cowboy fans are outraged and excited that Micah Parsons got disrespected yesterday as the NFLPA, this is the players, announced their second annual All-Pro team. This was voted on by the players themselves. As Michael Gelkin points out from the Dallas Morning News, this is not to be confused with the Associated Press All-Pro team. That is more prestigious, historically significant. When we go and look at your All-Pros, it comes from the AP Obviously right. not the NFL PA because this is only their second year in doing it. Why the disrespect? Because off-ball linebacker and edge rusher, edge uh, rushers did not include number eleven. Edge rushers: Choppy, Miles Garrett, and Max Crosby. Off-ball linebacker: Roquan Smith, Fred Warner. That's more of your inside linebacker. But the question becomes: Okay. Did uh, Max Crosby deserve to make it over Micah, or I guess Miles? T- and and I mean, so TJ didn't make it either. TJ did nope. not make it. Crosby's really good. I he love is. him. He's really good, and he's got an edge. And he's oh man, he isn't. He's a he's you know, neck tattoo. I stay away from neck tattoo. To guy. me, look, what do you keep saying to Minshew? Little uh, ass boy. Little ass boy. Little ass boy. He's that guy you hate playing pickup hoops against. You just hate. He's 
He's like undercover dirty. And every time you come down from a shot attempt, like it's that subtle forearm to the rib. It's not going to get called a foul, but he's doing it every time. He's just trying to irritate you. He, he he doesn't discriminate on who he's trash talking against. He goes after Mahomes. He goes after everyone to try to get in their heads. I love the guy. But did Miles Garrett, Max Crosby deserve to make it over Miles Garrett? Uh, excuse me, Micah Parsons. Micah obviously is going to think no. Yeah, I mean, look, this is. It's interesting because, and I would guess this one would stick in Micah's craw more than another one because it's other players. Yes, and and that that would be frustrating. Him. And Did I don't, the players and the refs hate me. I, I don't. But, I don't think it's anything where that that's an indictment on the way he's played. I think it's just a really high level of praise for what Miles Garrett's done and what Max Crosby's done. Max Crosby has been completely dominant for the Raiders. There was a lot of people who said that. Miles Garrett should be in discussion for MVP. Like, people thought he was that important to what Cleveland was doing. There's a ton of respect for him. Sorry, TJ led the league in sacks with 19. By the way, he is out for the opener against the Buffalo Bills. Um, And then Max Crosby had 14 and a half. So, Choppy, you're going to have to throw some run run numbers my way to justify this. And while Crosby had 14 and a half, Miles Garrett had 14. Micah with 14. TJ Watt, as you're... Initial reaction, I think, suggested he may feel the most outraged. Well, he may, he he probably, he probably does. I mean, his the raw numbers show that. Yeah. Uh, the the metrics show that TJ is uh, not he, he's just he's bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a joke. He, he's your latest yeah, no. target, like that. JJ. Well, Watt he used is, to be. He is tar- you hate the Watts. Well, JJ, yes, I, hate, I don't like the Watts. No, I like the Watts, but I don't like the Watts. Okay, I, I like, but but hate. First of all, I like their initials. Big fan of initial people. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, love initial people, but. Micah, J- JTNR. Yes. Micah had a 35% pass rush win rate, so he won 35% of them. He also had the highest double team rate in the NFL at 35%. Wow. Uh, TJ Watt, he was fourth in pass rush win rate at 25%, but he was double teamed less than more than half as much as, as Micah. Now, only fourteen percent double team seems rate. Seems like really dumb offensive strategy. It, well, it's a, the, so it's it's going to be more difficult because he's standing up in a three four and he's going off into uh, coverage and he's doing other things. Like hey, he's not. Is hey, it, is hey, he, I'm listen, just saying. Listen, listen. We don't watch tape here. Okay, <laughs> stop. Stop with your technical. Stop trying to be Wolchuk. I, I look. look. <laughs> I, I am saying. Look, I, I think Micah plus Greg Lloyd was on the other side. I, I think Micah right. played better than than TJ did this year overall. But but TJ again, that's not a slight to TJ. This is you've got four incredible edge yeah. rushers right there. Max Crosby this year, he's complete. So he was. Fourth in the NFL in pressures, first in tackles for loss, sixth in sacks. He had more sacks than Micah. Uh, and then he was first in the NFL in stops, which means he's getting stops in the run game, too. Like, he is a complete dominant football player and one that the Cowboys mm. missed on grabbing, and I, I still am upset about What was their opportunity? The he was – he was no, no, it was the, he was, got picked was at the beginning of the fourth round. Who's that? They, 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 oh, they, they took a TJ. No, they took Connor McGovern in the third round. He was in consideration for them, and Crosby – Desperately wanted to be a cowboy because he went to Colleyville High School. Oh, so all your numbers show what? I mean, the, the, leaving Mike off that list is is uh, is a pretty difficult. It's a it's a it's a difficult thing for the players to have to deal with, like for them to, to have to answer to it, which they'll never answer to it. But well, Michael will release your ballots. But you can't really. I mean, that, that you 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 can't really make the argument. I mean, Max Crosby is not even in the top twenty of pass rush win rate. I mean, 
it's, it's hard for me to fathom that he's on there over Micah. From pro you football. Put TJ, so you put TJ on there. I mean, that, you know, the sack numbers play into it. I get that. What about Miles Garrett? Miles is second. Highest, you know, second highest double team rate at 29%. His pass rush win rate is just a little bit less than Micah's. And basically is the same amount of overall wins. So you don't have a problem with him being included? I don't have a problem with Miles. No, I don't have a problem with Miles. And I wouldn't have a problem with TJ, but I mean, Max is... And is Nick Bosa nowhere? We haven't even mentioned him. I don't think he got hurt this year like he always does, like the Bosa boys always do. No, he had more plays than Micah. Micah had 238 plays. Bosa had 317. The difference is Micah had 84 wins and Bosa only had 59. Plays? I have Micah with 862 snaps. Well, I, I think when they say plays, they're just talking you're about involved in pass rush plays, not okay. anything where you drop back into coverage or not. You're just not a, that's really a I mean, the reality also is that this was another year, and this is not a criticism because he goes 110 miles per hour, everything else. But, like, I mean, Micah did trail off in the second half of the year. Like, he – and that's become – first year it wasn't so much of an issue, but last year that became a thing where he got kind of burned out at the end. This year I think you saw there were times he got burned out at the end. Yeah. He's just – he goes so – hard all the time yeah. that I think he December rolls around and he starts slipping a little yeah. bit. Now, Max is the top run stop win rate edge in the league by by a large margin. Okay. By really by a lot. That change your opinion at all? Uh, no, because the running game doesn't matter. Here we go. Uh, so, Micah has drawn a penalty, by the way, at a rate of once every 431 snaps. I draw a penalty that often. That's how the math works out, especially from your therapist. Micah has not drawn a holding penalty in the final 11 games of the year. Oh, Oh, that's not good. It's not good at all. What's wrong? I think I'm going to check, but I think we have breaking news uh, related to Bill Belichick. Choppy, right remote, if you could. Yeah, Bill Belichick, according to Ian Rappaport, is out in New England. So that is official. We have lost Belichick, Saban, and Pete Carroll in the span of 24 hours. Wow. 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053. 877-881-1053, is the truckwreck.com text line. They have mutually agreed he will not return as head coach in 2024. I was thinking... God. What? This this remote. Oh, my remote. Hit me right here. My remote at home is so bad. It's so bad. I got to figure out how to reprogram uh, from another one that I'm not using. Oh, that, that's actually much easier. I had to do that because the dog ate it. Yeah. Much easier to do than you think. It just It's... it's it's two buttons. Okay, well, show me, please, in the commercial break. Um, That's what they've always said. It's real easy. It's just two buttons. But yeah. I was thinking, is Kraft thinking about this? Like, this is not the immediate day after. It's not two days after. Instead, it took four days for Belichick to officially leave New England. Did we ever think we were going to see this day? Uh, we, we not three years ago. I wouldn't no, have ever thought we were going to see this that. day. I mean, I wouldn't have thought that you, I wouldn't have thought that you would see uh, that that Saban and Belichick are are out in in a in a twelve hour span, right? Or or a fourteen hour span. I wouldn't have thought that. No, this 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 is this is. I mean, now obviously knowing what we saw this year, it's not doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, but. I mean, yeah, because going back to October, like you were getting who's Whispers. the who's the reporter in Boston? The, the Mike Reese, Rice. yeah, Mike Reese, Reese, whatever. You, you had guys like that reporting like consistently all the way back in October, like this is ending, like like they don't get along anymore. Bills burned out. This is coming to an end. All right, let's react to all of it. The greatest coach in the history of the National Football League is leaving the New England Patriots. Bill Belichick is out. Nick Saban retires. Pete Carroll gets quote-unquote fired and is Dan Quinn on his way to replace Pete in Seattle next. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Peyton's Revenge coming up in the payload at 640. We got breaking news on the fan presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today here on Sean, RJ, and Bobby. It's live on the fan cam, Twitch, and YouTube. Look at that miserable SOB. (laughs) Look at that picture. Bill Belichick is leaving the New England Patriots. Pete Carroll, Nick Saban, Bill Belichick, all gone. Just like that. All gone. All gone in in not even 24 hours. In in 18. In 18 hours, they're all gone. Yeah. It's remarkable. And you know what's interesting, what too, is that, it, what was it? It was last two seasons have been bad for them. So, I guess it was three years ago that when they got to the playoffs with Mac Jones and went 10-7 and seven and were playing the way they were, like, people were talking about, oh, yeah, Belichick's clearly got it still. But like the, what he's getting out of this football team, yeah. it has been an aggressive turn over these last two years. And Choppy, the other day you sent kind of an inside the Patriot drama story from the Boston Herald, and uh, it was just tr- trying to unpack all of the drama. They interviewed more than a dozen team sources who spoke on the condition of anonymity, fear of retribution from the Patriots, but they described an offense undone by a quiet type of dysfunction, a broken quarterback, and finger-pointing between Mm -hmm. the coaching staff and front office. A locker room source said, quote, this was messed up from the beginning, nothing like I expected, not at all. Yeah, and, and, you know, they're talking about Bill O'Brien and his frustration with the lack of development as the season wore on. That Bill actually wanted to keep Matt Patricia as the O.C., that's what yeah. this says. Yeah, it did. Ooh. And you and know, Kraft like, was like, "No, that's not going to work. Go and get, go and get Bill O'Brien or someone else." So, and then like you know, they were talking about pointing fingers at decision makers about the talent that was available, um, and you know, the team's pass protection was ranked fifth worst, uh, and then last at, by ESPN's pass block win rate for the year. And you know, they didn't invest in the offensive line until the fourth round. Didn't take a receiver until the sixth. How do you spend the first three picks on defense when tackle was the biggest problem on your team? That was just one of the quotes that was out there. Um, you know, 
they had Mac Jones versus Bailey Zappi, and you know they, now one of the one of the tenured sources said the players still respond to Bill. They're still responding, and they have a lot of squad meetings. He shows them what's going to happen in the game, and it always happens, even down to what the team can't do. <laughs> He's like, you guys can't do this, so this is going to happen, and we we're not going to be able to stop this. And he's still right on these things, but it's 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 a it's a it's a mess. It really is a mess right now. This is a wild note that the Athletic had last week that Bill Belichick has not signed a player that he picked in the top 100 to a second contract since 2012. What? It's been a no it's been more than a decade <laughs> since he picked a player in the top 100 and they got a second contract and that's in New England. What the Cowboys? Eat and breathe. It's it's that's considered a marker of success. Did you get a second contract? Were you worthy of a second contract? And so now there's a lot of Bill also a lot built of guys a system left and then came back. Well, and Bill also built a system that said and and took advantage of it for years. That said, we're going to take advantage of the compensatory picks. We're going to let guys go, replace them with cheaper players, get the high comp pick, and and it worked for a lot of years. But that also works when you have Tom Brady as your quarterback. It, it does. It's easier to it's you look when you have an elite quarterback, you can make mistakes. You can you you have the affordability to make mistakes. Look, the Chiefs haven't invested at all in their wide receivers. They're the three seed. They won the Super Bowl last year. Like they, like won the last was that won the division and won the division. And that's this is a down year, and they still won because they're allowed to make mistakes because of Mahomes. And when you lose that, you can't make mistakes anymore. You got to be perfect. Now, yeah, like since then, like you know, so in they drafted Chandler Jones in the first round of twenty twelve. Then they let him chance him, yeah, right. They let him go. Uh, Jamie Collins, they, they they draft him, they let him go, he comes back. So like they've they've they, their just philosophy is that, yeah, like you said, take advantage of the compensatory picks. Let's move on. So a lot of people are waiting to now see not only where Belichick goes, but when does Mike Vrabel go to New England? Before we get to that, Bobby, you know how you talked about a coordinated timing of reports, talking about Mike McCarthy's job status yep. over the weekend. The same thing happened yesterday with Dan Quinn. As soon as the Pete Carroll news came out that he was leaving Seattle, Rappaport, Schefter, bam, bam, look for Dan Quinn to be a major, major name of interest. And a heavy betting favorite so far. If you look at the betting market stuff, like, like most people have put out odds, like everybody has Quinn as the top candidate. Now there's there's a couple of the, you know, the people out there putting out odds have him tied for first forever, but everybody has Dan Quinn either first or tied for first as the coaching hire here. And it makes a ton of sense. Like, he still talks really glowingly about Seattle. A lot of the decision makers in that front office, John Schneider is still there. Those were people who thought really highly of him. I would I would think that this is an opportunity that he'd be really excited about if he was able to get This would be up near the top of his list. I, I think this I think this Seattle connection, how do I say this? Not is overrated? overblown. Yeah, it's overrated. Like, so freaking, not that they don't love Dan Quinn. If I'm Dan Quinn, okay, I have to love John Schneider so much more than any other general manager out there. I'm just not going to be, like, married to the Seahawks because of the Legion of Boom. Get Where's the quarterback? Where's the quarterback with another GM that I like? I, I, I feel like we're marrying, the, the media is marrying Dan Quinn to the Seahawks too much when Dan Quinn can have more options than that. But, but DQ is a guy who clearly you don't have to know Dan Quinn or hear him talk about it to know just based on reports that we've seen over the last couple of years, he absolutely wants to go somewhere with a specific general manager in mind. I'm not saying it has to be one guy, but 
what were the reports we heard consistently? He wanted to partner up with George Payton. When, when there was talk about him getting a job yeah. years ago, uh, Denver, he wanted right? to partner up with, yeah, Denver. When he got the Atlanta job, there was talk about him partnering up with Payton, that that was important to him. We've heard what some What GM rum- does he want? We've heard some rumblings that if he were to get a job, it might be advantageous that I'll go find a job that has a GM opening that's, and I can, that's, that's uh, Will McClay can come with us. The Chargers is that. They and, don't have a GM. And John Schneider is probably one of the few jobs that he would say, I'll take that because Schneider is a guy that I respect and think highly of. So he definitely, I think, part of the decision to go take a head coaching job is based on how tight am I with this front office? How how close am I? Because he is unique as a coach. One of the things that people really love about him here in Dallas, he's unique as a coach in that typically you do have kind of coaches over here, uh, personnel over here, players over here, and that they all kind of have their own interests. Dan Quinn is known and and praised widely for being a guy who just connects with each one of those groups despite the typical self-interest you to have as a coach. I just think he should look more at the quarterback first. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. You go where the quarterback is as far as I'm concerned. Let's look at the job openings. All right? They probably have, what, the second-best quarterback of all the job openings? Seattle? Yeah, I mean, you got the Chargers probably is number one. Chargers is one. Is that higher than Bryce Young? Seattle? Yeah, are you, like, like I'm saying, are you, right. da- are you that down oh. on Bryce Young now? Oh, no, it's just it's just an unknown. I mean, I, you know, Gino's, I mean, Gino's shown that he can, he's good Yeah, enough. but it's a youth thing it's in the future. Thing like, upside. we know what Gino, yeah. oh, we think we know what Gino is. Props to him for changing the initial yeah. narrative. But it's a better quarterback situation. I would rather have the D.C. set up with the high Two pick. pick. I'm not going to argue with that. D.C., Carolina, question mark. It's better than the Atlanta situation. Better than New England. Uh, it's better than New England. And what's going to happen with Vegas? So, yeah, could I guess it could be much worse. Maybe John Schneider's that tipping point being like, let's do it. But if you could, you, you threw in Will McClay there real quick. Expand on that. I, I mean, and I, I asked Nick about it yesterday. Because I know that Will McClay is really, really tight with Steven. That yeah. I know I feel comfortable saying on the radio, uh, 100,000 watts. He has that – is he is he that tight? Same thing with Quinn? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're close. So here's the thing. I think that there's a – like I said, you know when we've talked about, oh, that was a Rod Marinelli pick. Like he won out over, over the personnel department. Or, oh, that, that was a Jason Garrett guy. He pounded the table and, and, and he had his own interests and that, that superseded what the scouts wanted or whatever else. Or the scouts went out over these coaches. Quinn – really, I think, made a positive impact first thing when he got in the door with Will McClay specifically and that entire staff because he came in and said, I trust what you guys do. You guys are really damn good at your jobs. So what I just want to do is I want to communicate to you, these are my standards, these are what I look for, and I'm going to trust you to go find me the players that fit that. But I'm going to be ultra communicative and say, this is what I want in my players. These are the types of guys I want. And then Dan Quinn goes on the road a lot. Like, how often do we see Dan Quinn's at a pro day? He's working guys out. He's doing this. Dan Quinn goes on the road and really works on evaluating the players with the personnel department. And I just think that's something naturally that Will McClay has a a big respect for. And and I think they really like each other. I think they have a good relationship. Uh, More on the Titans fallout. Man, the level of pettiness from this owner. And she's getting destroyed everywhere. This is Ian Rappaport explaining why Amy Adams, in part, wanted Mike Vrabel gone on the NFL Network. It was not Rand Carthon who fired Mike Vrabel. In fact, I think if you would give him his choice, a lot of reasons why Vrabel would be a great head coach to move forward with. One of those reasons is he's very, very good. 
This was Amy Adams drunk making the decision that based on a lot of things, including what happened when he went to uh, New England for the Hall of Fame thing, including not dispelling rumors in-house that he was going to be the Patriots coach. I mean, it is there was a lot there, and she clearly made the decision that she wanted to move on in the best interest of the organization. And now it is going to be Rand Carthon leading the search for a new leader of men. Threw that in there. Mike Vrabel's mm-hmm. Ring of Honor Patriots speech. How, how, how long is it, Peyton? You can say it on air. 45 seconds. 45 seconds. That's perfect. Good job. Uh, so Spittle sent this over. This was Vrabel. What? That was me that said it, but whatever. Oh, I'm sorry. Good RJ job, Chappie. Well, yeah. My job. Uh, my, my bad. My bad. Good job. <laughs> Maybe uh, he did. I don't know. I didn't see it. He, uh, he sent it to me and Pepe. Um, this was Vrabel at Foxborough getting inducted. Come on, we got a game to win. I can't be up here that long. I can imagine how you screamed and yelled at the night games on third down and when you threw the snow and, and every memory that comes back right now. So I want to thank you fans, okay, for the opportunity to stand here today in front of you. Also in front of my teammates, I want to thank them. I want to recognize Logan Makins, Bill Parcells, Dante Scarnecchia, who who was one of the toughest assistant coaches I've ever been a part of in 25 years of the National Football League. But I also want you not to take this organization for granted. I've been a lot of places. This is a special place with great leadership, great fans, great direction, great coaching. Enjoy it. It's not like this everywhere. Not like this everywhere. We got a game to win. Why green is not a good look on Amy Adams. Okay, the green, the green greed of jealousy. Man. All right. He didn't say this is the best place in the no. National Football League. No. This is We got a game. Okay, there was there was nothing that offensive about that. Nothing offensive. I was expecting to hear like some passive aggressive shade towards yeah. the Titans. She broke cardinal rule number 1. She let her money get mad. It's a classic example of a nepo baby out there doesn't who's insecure. I know someone like that. Wet Willie, oh Wet Willie! Oh out there. yeah, where's the Wet Willie? Yeah. You know, uh, you know when 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 the when the parental is the uh, is the is the billionaire, is the entrepreneur, is the genius, and then you're the child. You got to make the money. You got to make a name for yourself, right? You got to make a name for yourself. There's this insecurity that's built in there. It's totally human nature. I get it. I mean, it's probably not something that she even could control. Uh, you know, like a lot of a lot of children of billionaires have have that issue, like. How do I prove my worth to the world? Because everybody thinks I just got it from mom or dad. Sure. Yeah, you get, you get a job that somebody doesn't think you deserve. You it, you need to go in and make a mark. Right. You need to show, well, I can do this. And there's a general built-in insecurity with that. And this was an insecure move on her part. I mean, she let her money get mad, man. She did not make a d- uh, decision in the best interest of the Tennessee Titans. We are going to get, according to Ian Rappaport, we are going to get the joint press conference at noon today between Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick. Ooh. Hello, Patriot fans. Oh, my. So news breaking everywhere. No other reason to go anywhere else than DFW Sports Station. It's Sean, RJ, and Bobby. Shout out to the 6 a.m. club. We're going to have a Packers high-low at 7.20. But Peyton Russell got annihilated yesterday by a teammate here at the Ooh. station. Peyton responds in his very own segment. The payload Uh is next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Okay, am I hearing this right? The morning show is letting Peyton Russell have his own segment? I just don't get it. We've known Peyton for years. He's horrible on the mic. I mean, gathering the foreigners, this is going to be a train wreck. Daddy does work work, and Peyton just does board hopping. There are two types of people in this world. There's winners, like us. We're all winners on the show. Mm -hmm. The 6 a.m. club, winners. Gavin Spittle, a winner. (laughs) Tim Collins, a winner. Bennett Glazer. A winner. <laughs> that was great. And there are losers like Alec Medford. Oh. <laughs> now, a lot of people don't know who Alec Medford is because he's usually just on the weekends. <laughs> They'll fill in from time to time. You can hear him doing Frankel live reads, classic Chevrolet live reads. <sighs> Let me just. Live read guy. Yeah, live, live read, read guy. guy. You know, but yesterday he, he took it a little too far, guys. He took it a little too oh, no. far. The boys on the KNC Masterpiece let him run his uh, weekend staple segment called AM on the FM. Bad name. Don't like it. Terrible name. Payloads. 100 times better. <laughs> Very bad. Very bad name. And he decided to take some shots. Lil bro himself, Alec Medford, decided to, to step down a little bit, you know, and, and come at the payload. And uh, I did not appreciate it at whatsoever. And uh, he used his, his small platform, his small 15-minute segment <laughs> to immediately address our beef that is growing apparently, and this is what he had to say yesterday on the KNC Masterpiece. I've got a lot of pressure because I've got Pops in the building, I've got to impress him, and I just got to outdo the payload. You know, that's all I'm trying to do because we've got the morning show producer, Peyton, you know, he thinks he's a host, but he can't control his own segment. So we're going to see if this one can uh, go any smoother. So (laughs) So far, A+. (laughs) Mike, shut up. First of all, Mike, be quiet. Yeah. You don't know who Rob Demofsky is. Either. And now let me get this Brian Or Damaris Alec Medford. Or Alec Medford. He did. Yeah. And uh, who and, knows? Uh, who knows? <laughs> so let me uh, channel in my Brian Damaris here. A little music here for Alec Medford. First of all, you, you, you little leprechaun, shut up. You know, you're, you're five you foot two. That. You're five foot two. Long red hair. Good flow. Big glasses. But you're small. No one likes small people. Get out of here. You're overrated tattoos. <laughs> you, get a new ta- you get a new tattoo every every other week. You pay $500 for it. Get out of here with that. You're not a tattoo guy. You are not him. You are not him. Stick to the weekends. Stick to hosting with the fan phenom. The, 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 wow. the, eight, the eight-time Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold, who I love. Got you down. You, you, you want to be a host. But, but but you're just a producer. Oh. You're just, you know, we remember that one clip from the, what was her name? Monse Balanois, I believe, uh, from Fox Sports Radio. Who oh, said, quarterbacky. I want my quarterbacks to be quarterbacky. Well, I want my host to be host. <laughs> and you're, you, you're just a producer, little bro. So, so stick to filling in. 
for, for the full-time guys. Whoa. Let, me, let me do my job here. <laughs> Damn. And uh, we'll, we'll be seeing you, Alec Medford. Thank you. Thank well you done. for the content. Can I, uh, can I ask a question? Where is this all stemming from? Yeah. So the genesis of the beef. Yeah, we beef go order. back. You know, he one day he just said, you know, y- y- you're not him. He, he started calling me little bro. He, he little bro me. Which and who's he, older? I am. Peyton's like five years older. Oh. Yeah, but he just, you know, with him being a little short, he he, he wanted to come to big dog. You don't come to big bro like that. <laughs> but it's like the the term little bro, it it can really get to you. It's it's like yeah. one of those things that's so small, but it's really offensive. You know, it's like it's like the your mama jokes. You know, it's like yeah. oh, you can't you can't. It's a hard comeback for that. So he he little broed me. You know, he, he comes in here every every other day and starts, you know, little bro and me, and I just, I've had enough of it. And then he decided to take his his platform and do what he had to do, and his, I did not appreciate it. His platform shoes so that he can stand Stop taller than 5'2". Uh, no, you know what I, I think this comes from is all these Sundays he's had to cover for you, for you taking off Cowboys games. I think he's become a little bitter. I don't know. I don't know because I, I've worked more games than him. It's a, it's a nice that he – no, because here's the thing. Here's where the beef really came from, okay? So, at the beginning of the season, we had to go through what games we wanted to work, Cowboys games. Alec didn't want to work as many. I said, that's fine. I'll work the majority of them. I'm perfectly fine with making a little extra money. I just said, but look, you know, I, I, I work morning drive. Show starts at 530. Cowboys play a lot of prime time games. Alec, if you could take the prime time games, yeah. just work those. I'm fine with every other game. Mm-hmm. I'll work the noon games, the two noon games we have, and all the 330 games. I'll work Christmas Eve, Thanksgiving, the holidays. Wow. I thought it would be perfect. Great Al, deal. Al goes, Okay, yeah, yeah, no, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. And I walk down and he goes, okay, he's really going to think about it, right? Like, like he, he's not going to screw me over like this. He picks four games. Two noon games, two 325 games. <laughs> All the prime time games back to pay-pay. Even the Monday night game. Because Troy used to take off the morning after right. working a prime time game. Something I think you should remind the bosses of. Troy didn't even yeah. come in here. For the show, yeah, yeah, I need that. After a late night that's game, that's different though. He had to drive in from Rockwall. That's a different. That's, <laughs> a different. that's, that's where I'm driving. No, into. I know that, that <laughs> was the joke. Well, you missed the joke on that one. Here, here was the text message I got. That's where uh, I'm from. This is the text message I got while I was walking out of the uh, the locker from Washington. Alec Medford tag Peyton in the post game emails just to piss him off. He he always is like whenever Alec covers like make sure to still send all the audio to so, Peyton so Peyton like just has to weather the emails. Is that where the Alec? I, I can't believe, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this on the radio because it was in our group chat. But when you said he has to have eat dinner, is that why? Is that where that that? Because you said he said he could work because he has to eat dinner. Yeah, because like it just it always seems like it's an excuse games? with Alec. Yeah, you know, like because in my part time days, you know, some of us are <laughs> full time now. But I had to, uh, How's that insurance taste, Alec? And he's out of college now. He's got nothing. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> was he invited to the uh, big uh, CEO meeting today? Uh, no, he was not. Well, there you <laughs> go. Well, that's how you know you've made it. We got the big staff meeting. And I'm not so, sure we're winners in that one. So like I, I'd fill in for him, you know, you know he he'd say, ah, oh, you know I got. To have dinner with the family. I go, well, Alec, that, that's great. I have to have dinner with my family too. But I'm up here working. I'm grinding because I want to make that money. Yeah. And I'm trying to get out of my parents' house. You want to stay in your parents' house. Oh, <laughs> damn. So, Alec, look, I, I, I love you, Alec. You know, deep down, I love you, but, you know, you, you crossed the line. You came after the, the payload here. Yeah. And look, shout out to the 6 a.m. club. They came to my defense. A lot, of, a lot of Tolos were in the mentions going after Alec. They came to my defense. I love every single one of you. Thank you for respecting the payload. Yeah. 
But Alec, you, 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 you stick to stick the weekends, man. Yeah. Just stick to your staple. And that controlling your own segment shot was that like at me, like interfering and being control freak? Like, oh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I thought that, that was just a, a oh. full shot at like you know, I, I don't keep things on track. Maybe it just gets a little little haywire no. a little bit. So no, I think no. we're guilty of interrupting you, but. But that's fine, you know. If you have something to say, that that's what it is. I I don't want to talk for just fifteen minutes straight. I, I want to watch it here. Oh. <laughs> hey, nine seven two said at first I was on Alex's side, but Peyton explaining this has me going over to Peyton's side. So Peyton, yeah, you're yeah. winning people over here. Right, yeah, eight nice. seven seven eight one one zero five three. Whose side are you on? Maybe put up a little poll question. That'll yeah. prove Alex wrong a lot. Yes. So now we move forward to um, it, it's it's starting to or it has been cuffing season, and there's a new way to cuff up your lover. And cuffing, cuffing. Mm-hmm. You know, like like lock them up. You want to lock lock them up. You want to get that title. That you want another location. Status, oh, you know? they're it's called cuffing season. Yeah. Cuffing season, which right. is usually around the holidays, which we're a little bit Fall. past that. But yeah, you know, around, around when you, you want to cuddle, it's it's getting cold around here. <laughs> <laughs> and then Valentine's Day is close, so that could be another cuffing season as well. But guys, it starts at the airport where they call it hashtag airport crush. You know, usually when you go to the airport, you're just throwing on whatever clothes. You're not trying to look uh, impressive or all. You're just trying to get on your flight, get to your destination. Yeah. But girls are taking it a different way. They're going through these full TikTok videos of putting on makeup, dressing, you know, like like they're going out to the bars on a Saturday or Friday night. Yeah. And it, they want to find their lover at the airport. They think it's a it's a good opportunity to meet someone oh. at the airport. You know, you're, you're waiting on your flight. You're usually there an hour and a half, hour, depending on what, you know, what your schedule is mm. before your flight. And it's like, what else are you going to do? You just going to sit there and listen to music? Or do you want to talk to someone? Because, mm. you know, you go to DFW, you know, some of these big airports, they usually have nice bars and restaurants there. It's a perfect opportunity to meet someone and go straight to the bar before your flight. Choppy, give me the cheapest flight I could buy three times a week in order to justify going to sit in the airport bars just to pick to, up women. Just, to, uh, just I, to sit in the airport lounge? Just to sit in the airport lounge, or what's the cheapest way I can get that access? You would want to have a flight that has, uh, like, a ton of destinations, like, routes a day. So Dallas to Houston, Dallas to San Antonio, Dallas to Atlanta, yeah. Chicago. There's, like, ten flights a day to Chicago, or used to be at least. So yeah. you can get those pretty cheap. The Austin ones, the Houston ones on, like, Southwest. Remember, they used to have those $39 one-way tickets. I don't know if they still have those anymore, oh. but you can do something like that. I think this is brilliant because when you're in the airport bar, you see someone with their family, someone with their spouse. They're going to be sitting there for at least an hour to kill time. Someone needs to make this a TikTok where you've mapped out, like, the hot spots in Love Field or DFW to go to bar hopping in order to pick up ladies or men i love it because when i first saw this i was like that's a little weird you know do people really want to be bothered at the airport but then i'm like man what a perfect opportunity you you bypass the dating apps you know the, the awkward first dates you just immediately meet them because here's the thing it's like especially if it's someone at your gate you know you guys are going to the same destination right oh, yeah. so it's like why not start the conversation there now you the odds are you sit them by each other on the same flight you know a little slim to none but you know you maybe exchange a number you talk when you get off the flight because you're going not now not every situation is perfect where you go to a destination just to come back home you know not everyone starts home goes away then comes back home so you know there's a little it, it, it can backfire a little bit but it's about meeting the person then when you go to your destination Maybe you hang out there, you start the conversation, you go a little closer, you come back, and maybe you can be, you know, a little closer boyfriend-girlfriend material. So, uh, 
Sean, like when you talk about like the cheapest flights or whatever, I guess I was thinking about it in a different way. Like you're talking about like actually flying to another destination and, and ending up on the same flight. No, I'm not no. getting on no. a plane. He's no, just, I know that's yeah, what I that's not, what I'm saying. I was thinking more like what it's Sean a cover charge. Like for him. you you no. book you book a red eye flight and you show up at the airport 12 hours early and just kind of like all right, I'm going to scope out some of these gates and just hang around. Like you could do that and then just cancel the flight or, or change the flight to a later date and then show up on the airport again that day. You could sneak into a back room somewhere and. A lounge? Out. Oh, a lounge? Yeah. I've never yeah. been in one of those lounges. I don't know. Man, what reaction? Tolo Chris, massive show today. Uh, Fear Micah, this, in terms of me tweeting payload fire emojis. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Is Alec back in today? Um, you, uh, Probably not. How man. many more people, by the way, is KMC going to get to co-host? Like, <laughs> they get Holland <laughs> for months. Then yesterday... They had a random Tolo bringing in brisket. They just put a microphone in front of his face. Alec has a segment. Carter has a segment. It's just, I, it's I, a tryout, I, man. I, I almost bid on that piece-a-thon guest host thing because that's the only way that KNC would ever put me on the air. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Yeah, Mike crapping on our guest list. Let's go get the fifth card collector. Uh, let's go get someone who can mint my mint my conditions or whatever the terminology I is. I drew him offside so bad after crosstalk yesterday. He turned around and he's like, okay, I get it. You're being very annoying right now. About? Uh, I just he was playing his Willie Mays songs, his old baseball songs, and I was like, Mike, have you ever heard of the Temptations? Look at they got this song called My Girl. You gotta hear it. Dude. It's, <laughs> cra- it's so good. And I just started throwing out random fifty songs at him. I think Pepe, that is a nomination for G Bag of mm. the Day, Little Broing, Alec Medford, Nick Saban, Pete Carroll, and now Bill Belichick are all gone. Is Saban definitely done coaching? What is his legacy? We got to talk about the Cowboys' future schedule as well. And is Stephon Gilmore going to be able to make it work in that sling? Everything you could ever ask for with a loaded Thursday show continues right here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.